This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is brought to you in association with Wednesday Picks, the free-to-play game where you can bag yourself a share of £1,000 just by answering a few questions based on our upcoming fixture. Just head to the iOS App Store or the Google Play Store to download the app and enter your predictions. You have to be over 18 to play. Please play responsibly and be gambleaware.org. Hi guys, this is Chris Lyon. I'm Gerald Sabon. Marcus Hudgay. David Lucas. I'm Glenn Lovens. I'm Daniel Pidil. And I love listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello, I'm James. He's Jamie, and you're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Uh, I suppose we're going to have to talk about that 4-1 defeat that we just suffered at the hands of QPR. Uh, in typical Wednesday fashion, our hopes get built up with that 5-0 win last week, and then we're just going to get spanked like that. I think any slim hope that anyone had of us staying up has now been dashed. But before we do that, Jamie, how are you, mate? You all right? Yep, not bad, pal. Not bad. Best, best we can be with what's happening at the minute, innit? I know exactly. Exactly. Obviously, we'll yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be talking uh, talking about that uh, that defeat. Like I said, now if you do want to follow us, uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Wednesday Till I Die Podcast or at WTID Pod, uh, and you can find us there. Get involved with all our discussions. We're quite active on there. Um, you can also find out about which guests we've got coming on uh, next, etc. Uh, this week we've got John Newsom. Um, that'll be ready for you to listen to on Thursday. He, he liked to talk, didn't he, Jamie? It, it did it with quality. How long were it that podcast? The thing is, Will's James, you know, when you do podcasts, you, in general, when we first started, it were right. When we speak, to, when we do a, a weekly episode, let's keep it at 45 minutes. Like, that's the standard sort of thing to do, whatever. But then I said, well, when you listen to Newcastle one, because that's one I listen to because I hate Bruce, I thought, you know, when they lose Newcastle, it goes on for about an hour and 20 minutes because they slate and whatever, whatever. But then if you do an ex player, like, you know, with me and you doing an ex player, when we did, for example, Chris Lyons on first one, it was about standard. Then we did Tudgay, same standard. Then a few more, they didn't have, Sibon, for example, didn't have as much to say, language barrier, this and that. And then when you get someone like John Newsom, a Wednesday fan from Sheffield, he, he loved it, didn't he? An hour and 40 minutes, something like that, weren't it? You were about trimming it down, didn't you? But stuff it, why? Don't trim it down. If people want to pause it, pause it. It's worth every every second. I loved it, me. 
Yeah, I think uh, I've not edited it yet, but that could be a, that could be a two part of that one. He <laughs> did, he did, like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this yeah, four one defeat uh, against against QPR. <laughs> it was just one of them ones, weren't it? You know, we've we've been we've got we spanked Cardiff, and we thought, come on, like I I, I wasn't quite thinking, you know, I was thinking that we were going to get a result. To be fair, you know, looking at QPR, they didn't have uh, Charlie Austin, which were a massive plus, and I, I, I don't think we played that particularly badly. I just think that I, I don't know. It was just the Wednesday way, weren't it? You know, just uh, to go down there and come away with no points when. When again, it's it's you know a massive you know must win game. I, I would just if we did if we'd have won that game and the momentum had carried on, it'd have been a whole totally different story. But I think it's just another nail in the coffin. To be honest, I think you know Monday were a bit of a uh, a bit of a one off, and I think that's it. I think we're going to resign to playing League One football. I mean, how did you see the game uh, on 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 Saturday? Well, what you just said there just says it all up when you said. If this, if that, if that, if that's what it always is. It's always if. It's always, always if. If this, that, if that, whatever. If well, end of day, right? We, yeah, they didn't play that bad. Uh, let's let's get this straight. Under, we just lost four one, and under is going to stay the worst performance ever. So it because it weren't it weren't the worst performance ever. It was just it's always individual errors. So that that last goal, for example, is three one last minute, whatever. Who, who cares? Don't matter if it's three four five one then like. You, you were trying to push up whatever it wouldn't have been that they wouldn't have scored that if we we're one nil up in last minute because there's a lot more people in defence or whatever. But thinking back to it to the game, I'm looking back at game and I'm thinking a few things like first half they tried to sit back a bit and then they hit us right when we just wanted to be like right we've weathered storm sort of thing half an hour in now we can not change game plan but we can we relax press up a bit yeah yeah but then when they scored. I thought, here we go, I had no chance. And then we've got a quick fire goal back like that. Brilliant took by Windass, by the way. And then when he's done that, that's when at half-time, I, I put on Facebook, I put everywhere, I put right. I just thought, what we do now, we don't quite second off and concede early, blah, 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 blah. So then from there, there's a million things what you can say. Like, why is Wild that's awful goalkeeping? Why is this? Why is that? If, if you would have took this chance, if you wouldn't have took that, whatever, at the end of the day, we lost. It, it doesn't matter whatever happened, we lost. So it... it I should say from Cardiff game, we, we've gone from a massive eye like that to then, if you can go from a 5-0 win to then go in a losing 4-1, whether it were 4-1-3, whatever it were, we are Charlie Austin for them. That were a game we should have won. It, that were a game we could have won and we should have won and we didn't. Yeah. I mean, I know we don't really talk about stats and statistics and stuff like that, Ben, and the, you know the dreaded XG which people go on about, but that obviously shows, um, you know, how many chances we did have? I think we are ex- expected goals or something like one point eight, and theirs were like one point two. So they scored four goals out of the chances, which which just shows that they were a lot more clinical. That you know they've had they've scored four goals when really, as the statistics show, they shouldn't have scored four. And we've had you know we've had decent chances, and we've only come away with one goal. Complete opposite, mate. Yeah, I know exactly. Everything went in, didn't it, against Cardiff? QPR, no going in. I get a card if that's what the main thing I was saying was we've used all our goals up here. We've used all our goals up. So that, that when he when Richard scored that free kick, like he's, he's used that free kick in a game where we're going to win five 0 and then he's we scored from a corner which we hadn't done in ages from a set piece. So that's that one gone. Then Rhodes has got that the simple anyway. That just it's just seemed like it felt like. But again, going back to game, just looking at game, it's it's it. Yeah, we've had this chance. We've had that chance. We, we've had these chances. Whatever. I was just trying to set a point. I was trying to make we're under. 
under more, whether it's more or that Jamie Kidd in charge at minute, it's it is better football. We are making more chances oh, and massively. It's this expected goal thing you want about now. So against Cardiff, expected goals weren't but we got five. And then against QPR, arguably we've had more than five chances and and scored one. So it all it's all on if that day, if we'd have done this that day, if we'd have done that that day. But end of yeah. day. I, I think I think that's it now. As pessimistic as it sounds, we're down in, on, in all ways, and not only because not only for the fact of our inconsistent we are weather, and the fact we have to win five out of six, which we'll talk about, is the fact of the other, the other teams around us and the games they've got, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, we one positive you've got to take. Um, I know last week I talked about there shouldn't be any positives when you've had a defeat, but I thought I thought uh, Windass took his goal really well when that first goal went in. I thought like we all do. Oh dear, like that's it. You know, are we even gonna have a chance? Even are we gonna have a shot? Are we just gonna like roll over and die? But uh, I thought, you know, the way that his movement, it went in acres of space. I thought defending was shocking, and it, it, you know, normally one on ones, I just think, yeah, we're gonna lose. You know, he's gonna he's gonna miss it, but he slotted it in, and I thought it was a quality finish. I completely agree, mate. I think what it is like with Cardiff again, there were no up before Cardiff. Then they've won that, so it's fault give us false hope again. So we went into game against QPR, go one 0 down when you're thinking. As a Wednesday fan, there you think if we win today, no matter why we're just playing, no matter this, no matter that, we, we've got up and we're, we, you know what we're like, we get excited. So when it was 1 0 down, oh, it don't matter. But same again, we've got this from losing positions, that from losing positions, da, da, da. everything you want to say, we all said as a Wednesday fan. We said it not to make ourselves feel, feel better, but to make ourselves be like, well, we expect it and keep telling ourselves it were all right, even though deep down we were praying to God we could get another goal back straight away. Anyway, when Windows took that, I'm sat there like that on say, and then Reaches loved it put it through to him and I'm like oh. then he took his torch and then when it went in I literally first time in age I've got to <laughs> I've run the living room literally going come on and, you know, I literally went mad for it I don't know what you were like but I as a, I personally went absolutely mental when that went in I'm like right this is it now bloody bloody blah which is why the main reason I'm so upset about that game even though like second half there were chances is when they've come out of second half to go in one one at half time, just got to go back, then playing all right. To go in half time and then come out, yeah, we conceded because of a mistake, but to come out and be that far back again, you just looked at our defense. We were so far back to come out second half, to come out second half, right, and to not just not half time. Again, I don't, I don't like having a go in because I love what they're doing. I, I like his passion, whatever, but. At half time, you're saying, right, listen, it is a must win. I'm going to stop talking shit to myself now. I'm going to stop talking shit to everybody on the planet, because it's a it's a fucking must-win game. Sorry for swearing, but it's a must-win game. So you go out now, you push up 10 yards, and you go for the goal straight away. If they if we concede, you carry on going for the goal, because we're going to win this game, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So to get to get that goal, get it a mistake, but then for them to get that goal, and 10 minutes later, another one, it's just so disappointing. It was just so disappointing. I, th- I thought that, that there were a lot of defensive mistakes. When you look at every the, all, all their four goals... You could say we didn't, you know, we didn't anger self in any glory at all. I mean, first goal, top. I mean, I think every single one of them, apart from that deflected shot, we've not picked the man up. You know, Tom Lee's he's given him like two and three, two or three yards. He's played it over the top of him, and it's a it's a free header. Like, and he's you know, I mean, to be fair, he had a lot to do, but he's you know, he's put it away quite quite well. He did have a lot to do, yeah. Same with third goal as well. Um, like ball watching, like ball, like Tom Lees is like looking up, looking up. He doesn't know where the ball's gone. He's just in no man's land. I, I, I mean, Tom Lees. I think some people have been saying that um, on Twitter and what that, that he's been best player this season and most consistent and stuff. Yeah. And now I don't know. 
I just can't see it, mate. I, I, I think I've got something against Tom Lees. I think when he played with Leuven's, I thought he were fantastic. And since Leuven's has left, I don't think yep. he's been anywhere near the the, the player that is uh, you know that, that he was before. We have a new podcast ready for you to download and listen to each and every Monday. So make sure you subscribe, and you'll never miss an episode. Episode. Yep, I, I agree. And I think what it is, James, like you've just said there about Twitter. Um, social media I've seen it all over social media saying the only player that's been consistent is Tom Lees and he's come out of his shell and all this body body I've seen it everywhere and I'm not going to lie I ain't sat there thinking oh what are they on about he's crap or whatever but I've also not been, been sat there thinking yeah I agree because I don't but it, again it's with Tom Lees it's, it, I, I don't know what it is it's just I don't put it this way with Tom if, if we play a short ball from goal kick pass it short to Tom Leeds. I'm always, always got one finger across my eye covering an eye up thinking, ugh, like that. And you shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't, you shouldn't no. feel like that. Like, I don't, I've, I honestly don't know where it's coming from with it. This Tom Leeds has been immense because it, I, I really don't think he has. And I think it, there's a lot of defensive problems he does and a lot of defensive problems he has, but it's not backed up. And that's the problem. It's not backed up by someone next to him who's shouting and bawling at each other. Bannon, which we'll come on to in a minute. Bannon, when he had a go at Wildsmith, which a lot of people heard, it I liked it, me, because it were it were a passion, however. But at the same time, there's not that in defence. When you can see the goal, it's throwing their arms in the air and going, oh, whatever. It's not, why weren't you in there? Why weren't you having a... It's just, they just don't seem anything coordinated. About. They don't seem much talking. They don't seem right much talking it. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I know. It, it just, like I said, we were just all defensively. I mean, that, that fourth goal as well, Tom, I know we were pushing up and everything. Tom yep. Leeds has come steaming out of, out of defence. Got you know he was you know he was never going to get there and he just you know turned it around the corner and again Berners not picked his man up and it was just it was just like I don't know I don't I don't know whether we were purposely not picking his men up and trying like a I don't know a different way of defending or something but we were just the their attackers got had loads and loads and loads of space um, now another thing so I know me and you were having that discussion and we had you know, we also put some out on Twitter as well before the game. Obviously, one big talking point were who were going to be in goal. Obviously, Westwood were uh, on the bench against Cardiff. Uh, don't know if he were fully fit or not. Still don't know if he is fully fit. I've not, I've not heard anything. But obviously, we said, you know, if he was fit, who would you have in, in goal? Now, I would under, for me personally, I I thought the right decision were made. Obviously, yeah, in, in hindsight, yeah, he's had a bit of an owler, hasn't he? He's had a bit of a mare um, on, on Saturday. But for me, when we've played, it, it was Barnsley, weren't it? So Barn, he played against Barnsley. He played. Um, he played then against Watford, and then he's played against Cardiff. Against Barnsley, it was a deflected goal that went in that he conceded. Watford, it was an own goal, and then he's kept a clean sheet against uh, against Cardiff. So for me, if you're if you're a young defend, a young goalkeeper, that's you know goalkeeper. It's one of the positions where if I've got to be injured or they've got to have an absolute shocker for you to get another chance. Um, so he's, he's got, he's had his chance. Westwood's injured. He's coming for me. I don't think he's put, you know, put uh, put a foot wrong. It'd be very, very harsh if he got dropped for Westwood to take his place because you'd be thinking, when am I going to get a chance? Do you know what I mean? Like when, when am I going? I've, I've not really done all wrong and I've got dropped. Um, so for me, I thought it was, I thought it was the right decision. But you disagree with that, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I disagree, but. I can come instead of saying yeah, I disagreed and I'm proved right and just trying to make myself feel better by it. I, I, the re, the whole reason what made you realise it were completely right was the fact of when you saw Westwood on bench, you knew then that it weren't it weren't injured. Westwood weren't injured. 
So the, the, the exact thought behind that was, right, yeah, Westwood's not injured, he's on bench. So that's basically telling everyone he, he had to choose between them two. So yeah, he has played last few games where we've played all right. Yeah, he hasn't conceded all this and that, and he's had an all right game with her. So I'm picking him. And I'm, he's not being dropped. So it's, it were right. It were, it were the right thing to do. It, it, it wasn't what I would have done for the simple fact. Not only did he make the mistakes, but even if we didn't make the mistakes, it's a, we're in a relegation battle and we need our best keeper at net and that's Westwood. That's a fact. So I get what you mean about morale and this and that. And if you're a keeper, you're a young keeper, what have you got to do to, to stay at net? I get that. But at the same time, we don't care about what one player thinks about staying at net when you've got more chance of staying up with Westwood in net. Simple as that. That's what I think personally. But then it just leads you on to game. Yeah, it proves everyone wrong. And I'm sure Joe's there at home now. Joe Wiles was there thinking, oh, God, I ain't done myself any favours or whatever. And as we know, Bannon, we know what he said. Well, for anyone that's not seen the words exactly mouthed, I don't want to swear, even though I did earlier. But his exact words, <sighs> did you see it, James, yourself? Yeah, yeah, so I saw it. Yeah, he's. Um, if you're watching on Sky Sports, I think that you can't hear it over the crowd noise. But there's a there's a someone shared it on Twitter, and I think we'll we'll probably share it as well after after this, so you can uh, you can watch it if you haven't seen it. But yeah, what does he say? He says, "Effing hell, Joe." You effing TWAT. So I'm trying to not just wear whatever, but you hear him clear as day say that. And again, it's 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 hard. You think it's horrible to hear whatever, but they're going to be mates after that game. They're going to be mates, whatever. And it shows passion on pitch. It, you can see how much Bannon cares, which is moving back to Bannon. It is man. He's, he's signed a new deal. He's he's captain. This and that, whatever. It's it shows you how much it meant to him, sort of thing. And yeah, it's like when we spoke to Alex, isn't it? And we, we, when they, with that whole issue with Pelly Pessi and Windass. And Alex was saying that you hear it all the time, and that, that's just a, that's just another example, isn't it? Yeah, well, exactly. Another example. We heard it there, which you don't necessarily hear all the time anyway. But yeah, you see, whilst we replied to him saying, "What we're supposed to do is if to say it with deflection." I, I don't care. I'm not backing him up. It, it doesn't matter through deflection. He should have saved it, deflection or deflection or not. So yeah, it, it, it's all if and if, like you say, it's all if and buts or whatever. But it, uh, we had to start Westwood. Simple as that. We had to start Westwood. It's, it, we, we look more attacking and stuff and. I yeah, know. I mean, I do, I, I do agree. When Westwood does play, he does have that like commanding presence, and I think he he does as a defender. He really doesn't, James. He don't. He doesn't. Stands on his line, doesn't it? To be fair, if if I if I had to criticise him, if I had to criticise him, he does stay on his line. He don't come out enough, and and I think I don't know if that's a confidence thing or whether that's something he's just been taught or whatever. But when Wildsmith, he, like you, like you're, you're right, he does command his area. He comes out, and yeah. as a defender. I mean, when I used to play, I were, I were, I did play in defence. And if you've got that trust that he's going to be sweeping things up and, and everything, it just gives you a bit of like, you know, you're not panicking. Well, the easiest way of putting it is this. Like, you know, it's yeah, he's played all right. He's not made many mistakes, right? So give him that chance. Yeah. That, that's the easiest way of putting it. If he, if he, didn't, if he were good enough, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a, a question about should we give him a chance. It's been, it's been, I can remember Sheffield United when he had a good game. Nil nil about five years ago, whatever. He's been here long enough, James. He's not he's not 16 anymore. That's the way we seem to look at him as an academy product. Is he's 16, whatever. Him and Dawson are these two young kids that are fighting Westwood for his place. Then Westwood gets injured. Dawson's solid. I can remember when Dawson signed his new deal, it where everyone was going mad. Everyone was like, oh my God, he's amazing. He's linked for this team and that team. Then Wildsmith comes in instead of Dawson. The debate is who's better, Dawson or Wildsmith? It's not who's better, Westwood, this or that. Westwood's the best, simple. So there wouldn't be a debate, should we give him a chance, should we this, should we that, if they were better than him. Simple. So instead of feeling bad about, yeah, he's had a few games, do this, prove it in training ground and be picked before Westwood when Westwood's fit. Do you know what I mean? That's what it should be like. That's how it should be. And that's end the chat with that. So stuff that conversation with him. He's not good enough. In, in League One, maybe he might be good enough. 
But he's not good enough in this division. And again, if we're on about coming back up and going down and coming back up, Westwood, yeah, he might be coming towards the end of his career. I think you do everything you can to sign Westwood on it. On it. A year's deal, no matter what. No matter what, just for that, for that league. And that's that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, if we do go down, or if when we go down, should I say, I think we are going to struggle to keep to keep Westwood. There's going to be a lot of teams. I think if Coventry stay up, he played at Coventry before, I think they'll be uh, they'll be sniffing around for him. See, I don't know, James, because like you said, you know, when you hear these chats about Westwood, and he's been, he's always honest about everything, and he says, I were, I, there were a time where, I'll be honest, there were a time where I wanted to leave, but my kids are Wednesday fans, this, that, and he goes on about it, and he says, all he wanted was to feel that they were here and this and whatever. If... Now, Moore's like, I want you to be main player. This he, he won't leave me because he loves it here. That's what I think. That's what I honestly believe. Yeah, he might get an offer from Coventry, which he's played for, and it might be in a division above it. I don't think Westwood cares. I think he's not. He knows he's not aiming for Premier League now. To, if he were aiming for Premier League, he wouldn't then go to Coventry anyway. It just yeah, I suppose he's, he's knocking on a bit now, and he's, he's getting towards the end of his career. I like, yeah, I suppose, like yeah. you said, he's probably thinking about more the future as opposed to yeah. like trying to establish himself he's not yeah yeah you probably you're probably right there to be uh, to be honest now i mean i've, ju- I've just been looking before we've uh, before we start recording um i know there's been a few posts that saying like oh look we know you know we know worse off than when, when we started we're still only seven points from safety and things like that but what what struck me were before that game against qpr yeah we were seven points from coventry um, seven points from Birmingham, and I think it were eight points from Huddersfield and Derby as well. But the, the the thing is, now we're only seven points from one team, which is Coventry. All the others, Huddersfield picked a point up, Derby picked a point up, and Birmingham they won. So they you know they they've like streaked ahead. Um, for for me, you know, it, it has changed because we we didn't pick any points up. When when I there's only what, 18 points to play for. They were 21 before that. Now there's 18. And, you know, next game, we've got Swansea. Who I can't see, I'll be honest, I can't see us picking any points up. I know they've not been firing on all cylinders. But if we don't pick another three points up, there's only 15. Time's ticking. There aren't many games left. And, you know, I think people were saying, oh, we only need three wins and then we'll, you know, we'll do it. Like, that is a load of rubbish. Like, we need more than three wins. Coventry, you know, Coventry, Derby, Huddersfield, Birmingham, they're not going to pick up no points. I mean, for starters, I've been looking at fixtures as well, and quite a lot of teams play each other. Derby, they've got Birmingham, and they've got us on last game of the season. Rotherham, they've got Coventry, and they've got Birmingham as well. Uh, Coventry have also got Huddersfield. So, do you know what I mean? There's, there's five games there where, where we're all playing each other. So, they're going to pick points up. So, it's, it, it, we need, I think, you know, we were saying before, I think we need... Minimum four, but I think really we need five wins to be to be any, with any any sort of shout of staying up. We remember we're seven points adrift. Yep, it, it's right. Like like you just said there, we I wrote these stats things like a lot of people you always you like stats the way I don't. It's just yeah, we don't matter who we're playing this and that. But I did write a few things down, not to look at stats, just to look at where if this if that and. Wednesday, I, we need we need five wins to stay up. Simple, but I, we need five wins to stay up. There's no ifs and that, but if and buts because our assistant manager was there at minute. Whenever whenever Moore's back, our assistant manager was there, was there at minute. He's saying it's not a must-win game, which which worries the hell out of me. It's worrying yeah. the hell out of me because like everybody else on planet, but him says it, 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 all, they're all a must-win game. But if we win five out of six, that takes us to fifty points, right? That means that Coventry out of the last six games can't win any more than two. So Put it this way, let's think about this. Yeah, everybody listening and you yourself, James. If Wednesday win five out of six, if 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 
if Wednesday get five wins out of, out of Swansea, Swansea, Middlesbrough away. So Swansea, Middlesbrough away. So that's only two of the games. If we get one without them two, then we've got to win another four. And that's against Bristol City, Blackburn, Forest, and Derby. So if we win five out of six, we're not going to do it. If, but if we if we do, right? That means that Coventry and Rotherham have got to lose, right? So listen, that means that Coventry have got to lose two, uh, got to win two, no more. Coventry have got Rotherham next. So yeah. that that means for a start, right? One of them two, even if they draw, which is a one in three chance, is is if. If they draw one in three chance, they draw, but uh, they won't. Uh, one of them will win. But, 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 if Rotherham win, then, yeah, it's good because Coventry have lost. But Rotherham have got three games in hand. So, anyway, Coventry... I think, I think a lot of people have forgot about Rotherham, you know, because... Yeah, well, no, we, 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 know. Do you know what I mean? Like, Rotherham, if, we, if, we, if we do better than Coventry, Rotherham, if, if Rotherham pull out of it, then we're still in relegation zone. So, so Coventry, though, they, that's who they've got, yeah? They've got Rotherham next. And then Coventry's games. Listen to these teams that Coventry have got. Apart from Barnsley, right? Coventry's games, mate, yeah? Are Stoke, who Birmingham's just beat. Crap team, like, average mid-table, not to play for. Huddersfield. Huddersfield, who were also around there, who Rotherham should have beat a weekend. That really missed a bad chance. Then they've got Preston and Millwall. Like, two, they're all mid-table teams. Half from at home, half from not. That have got not to play for, right? They, it's, anyway, that that's if we win five out of six, they, they cannot win more than two out of them games. Then Rotherham, Rotherham, like you're on about they've, six got, they've got half their season left, I think, can't they? <laughs> no, but listen, listen to this. This is what's mad. Listen to this 9, 18, 27, 36, 45, right? So in a season, it's 46 games. That's how many we play. Rotherham have got nine left. That's one fifth of a season. Like, and I know it sounds a lot of people like work that out, whatever, but one fifth of a season, they've honestly got nearly a quarter of a season left. That's how many games they've got. And in their games, listen to the teams they've got, like. QPR, like QPR, we've just played, but I think he's at home. They've got Birmingham, then they've got Coventry as well, and they've got Blackburn, Luton. Like, I thought yeah. it's just on to me, James, it looks impossible. It looks impossible, but it's if, 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 if. So, yeah, I know what you're saying about like some people, it's not some people, it's one or two that have said three wins. That is ridiculous. Shut up. Right. We need, we need five wins out of six, and if we get five wins out of six, we may just stay up. We may just stay up. If you look at Rotherham's last nine games, because they've got nine games left, they've had two wins and a draw. And a draw. So they've got seven. They've got seven points there out of, out of their last yeah. last nine games. If they do the same again, then you know we're, we're not we're not. I know they're only just a bit ahead of us, but they, they're going to be well out of, well out of relegation zone, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, that's all going back to like stats in it to last few games or whatever. So. Uh, you can't really look at it like that because Rotherham, they should be Huddersfield, but they drew nil nil and they missed a Citroën last minute. But then Rotherham orders that they'll, they'll switch away and lose shit at home. That odd is what they like. So I just wouldn't back. I would say right now, instead of went involved in this relegation scrap, I, I would honestly back for him over Coventry. But that's by the by. What we're on about is Wednesday and we're Wednesday fans. And for us to stay up, if we, if we win five out of six now, James, I'd say this is a fact because you know I like to say fact all the time. I'd say <laughs> this is a fact. If when did they win five out of six, then yep. we'll stay up. So when, when they always say it's, it's out of your own hands and it's in your hands and this is in their hands, everyone always says that it's still in our hands because as a manager now, I've been changing with players saying if you don't want to play, listen to me. If you want to tweet this, Liam Shaw after the game is come on for a bit. Whether Liam Shaw after an hour at game is tweeting his mate's car, advertising his mate's car, he's going to Celtic. Is not bothered about being at Wednesday. He doesn't care. So he doesn't care. So why even why is he in the squad? Why are you playing? Why are you doing anything to do with him? 
Just get him away from everything to do with that team, that squad, that training room, anything. You don't you don't need to train. Yeah, oh, I feel left out. I felt left out. I don't care. Make sure he's sat at home doing nothing to do with Sheffield Wednesday. We don't need yeah. him. Yeah. Izzy Brown, right? You see Kachunga, who missed that sitter. Kachunga, we don't like pinpointing players. We're not going to tweet him this. We're not going to message him. He's not good enough, simple. But he can't help it that he's not good enough. He's just crap. He's crap. But when you get see him getting off coach, QPR, he's getting off coach, right? And this is what I see because I read into things. He's getting off the coach with Izzy Brown. He's stood next to Izzy Brown. Izzy Brown has got his earphones on, who's obviously listening to his music that he's going to tweet after the match has finished. And he's getting off with Izzy Brown. And him and Izzy Brown, Kachunga and Izzy Brown, having a laugh together, talking or whatever. Like, get, get rid of them two. And then you've got Tom Lee going out next to Thinge, next to a Bannon. Two solid people, straight face. They're, they're the captains. Like, they'll be able to chat about how much we need to win this and win that. You just need to get rid of this fucking dead wood. Get rid of the dipsticks and just com- com- completely have that change room there and say, listen, who wants to play this game now? Because we have to win. It's a must win. Who wants to play this game against Swansea? Right, you want to play. Why should I play you over him when he's got a better goal scoring record? Well, because I'm going to win. I know for a fact I'm going to score. Give me the chance. Get, get some passion, whatever, because we have to win, right? That is it. If we win yeah. five out of six, then we stay up. That's the way I see it. It's in our hands. So, but it ain't happening, is it? it? But it ain't happening. No. I, I, just, I, just, I can't see it. Like you, I just can't see it. I just... I know we need to, you know, whatever it's mathematically possible, but... We, no, you don't. It, no, we don't. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. It's, it's not, no, it's not no. happening. All, all that mathematical shit, what you, we all love it, finger, or you won the league, Pep, with, with Man City. Oh, no, not yet. It's math, all that stuff, all that shit. We're not, pun, we're not finger media. We're not media pundits, all like that. Don't matter about mathematical shit. We, we need to win five, the next six, five out of six well, games. We're asking for automatic promote, like championship um, winning uh, form. And it's something that we hadn't done. I think we've only, I think we've only won two games on bounce once. I think this season, even when we went on that run under Thompson, I don't think we won more than two games on spin. I think there were a few draws in there as well. And you know, we're, we're, I said we're asking for something that we, we hadn't done at all. It's just, it's just never, never going to happen. I mean, to be fair, this that game against QPR, it's first time I've not watched the whole game. I think when knowing that third goal went in, I just turned it off. It was what six. six Seventieth minute or something, were it? I've watched goals since, but I just had enough. I just thought, <sighs> no, like we're not going to win. When you know, when it, when it was two one, I kind of knew that we weren't going to going to get home. But when that third goal went in, I just thought, you know what? And then yeah, I've got the alerts on my phone. It pinged up four one. I thought, uh, good job. I didn't watch the last ten minutes then, innit? Or what have you? Myself and Jamie bring this podcast to you because we're both passionate Wednesday eyes, but it doesn't come without a cost. Now, we're not doing this to get rich, but for less than the cost of a match day pie and a pint, you can help support the podcast. By becoming a patron, you'll be helping with the hosting costs, as well as allowing us to purchase new equipment to further enhance the listening experience and allow us to continue producing this podcast for you each and every week. Just go to patreon.com forward slash WTIDpod to become a patron of the podcast. Now, we don't want to make you feel like you have to, but your support is genuinely appreciated, so thank you. Now we, we've had, uh, you know, we always ask for your input as well, and we've had a few um, a few questions in on Twitter. First one from Chris uh, CPJ Hall One on Twitter. He, he just put, "Do you see Chancery dropping another clanger by letting Darren Moore go at the end of the season?" What do you no. think of that? But, you know, he's not. He can't. Like, not to chance now. He, he, he's not one percent chance. Like even even Chancery. Like, no, he's not a chance. Is he going to let him go? Not a chance in hell. No, I don't even think it's. Even thinking about that, I do think more's done since he's come in. Then personally, see that's the weird thing, mate. I, 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 again, like reiterating last week, what I don't get with this assistant manager stuff is why 
like I said, he's not dead. Like he's, he's like I said, he's been in touch with him. He's on phone. He says they do these subs, do that subs. Why he's not still doing an interview himself, I don't know from whom. Like you see it all the time. Why are you saying um, we're playing this team and it's not almost win or whatever? And not, and it's not Darren Moore saying before the game. I've told him what to do. This and that, blah blah blah. It is a must win game. I just don't get it. I don't get it because. Like I said to you, that I don't know what's worse, the fact that he's Jamie's sat there before the game saying it's not a must win and Moore's telling him to say that, which scares me, or the fact that he's saying it's not a must win and Moore's not telling him to say that and he's sat there at home thinking, but well, it is a must win. Like it is a not, and it's not being said, it's not being like talked about, yeah. whatever. So how he's done is if if he took took over when we're mid table, you can see a lot of positives, but the fact is he didn't take over when we're mid table, so you can't really judge. I just think I just think for the first time in a few years since Carlos, I just think for the first time in four or five years, I cannot even though we're going to League One, I can see myself. I, I don't want another manager for the first time. I want I want to go to a game on first away game season next season and sing Darren Moore's name. Like that's the way I see it. I, I feel like I don't know. I just want to get behind him. That's the best way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, in answer to Chris's question, I, I, Darren Moore would not have took this job on. But, um, you know, coming from where he come from at Doncaster, they were flying out. They they were doing you know doing great stuff. Yep. He would never have took a job at a team that's in relegation zone in the league above. When he come in destined to to be relegated, like with any sort of you know, if he if he didn't say that like I definitely yep. want to be there next season, then it would be it'd have been stupid. So uh, for me, he's you know I don't think Chancier is going to make this mistake again. I think the type of person he's brought in is is a long term future. To be honest, though, top and bottom is we don't know what Chan is thinking. We never do. You know, <laughs> you know, he seems to make these decisions that everyone's thinking, "What the bloody hell is he doing doing there?" So, yeah, we don't know what he's going to do. But for me, he's, he's definitely got to he's definitely got to be there ne- next uh, next se- you know next season. When obviously actually actually how I think uh, Moore's done. I think he's, he's, you know, the stuff that he's doing on training ground, like you said, if he'd come in halfway through the season, I don't think we'd be in this position. I think the football that we're playing is a lot better. It's just, it's taking time for for us to get these results. We saw that it all clicked against Cardiff, but now, you know, we we, we almost don't need good good, good performances. We just want points. I don't care if, you know, I know we spoke about winning five out of his next six. I don't care if these next six games would play absolutely terrible hoofball, pulis ball football, lumping it up and we score a scabby penalty in every single one and we win them all one nil. I don't really care. Like I just as long as we get the get the points. Yep, I agree. And I think I think a few things, James, on that point, like again, it, you know like with things like Adam Reach when we have a laugh and we say, well Jamie loves Adam Reach and whatever when like joking aside, we all know I like him, but it's you can say when they do bad, we can't see it. If you say you don't like him, then I don't want to say I like him just because you didn't, but I just like a debate like where you get opinions like the fans do, which is why they like listening to this anyway. But chance even now, the way I don't... What's, think about Carlos. When Carlos was in charge, yeah? When Carlos was in charge, it could be... I know the, the owner wants this. He's got this passion, that passion, that passion. And chance here, we're always on social media. He's always about it. He's always saying stuff he really liked to ever. And now he just seems to have disappeared. When it comes to Monk... Um, when we got rid of him, then it was just stupid decision, but he never said out about chairman. Then you've got Monk and you've got Pulis and it's, yeah, the chairman's told me what he wants. If I want a phone call, he's there. With more, you can just see it didn't matter what chairman said to him or whatever. He could have just rang him and said, I want you to be manager and not say anything else. And he's that passionate about being at this massive club, like he kept saying, that he wanted, he wanted to be here. So it's difficult because 
yeah, I don't think he'll be stupid and sack him. He won't. He won't. What, what's going off off pitch to make anyone want to be here, like more being here, he, he, he won't have come no matter what if he'd have thought, right, if I get relegated, I'm going to get sacked because that was the main thing. That's what that's what we're going to happen. Like, we were going to get sacked. And I think another thing as well, like talking about, you know, Tommy Spear interview we had the other day, which yeah. will, be released, will be released in a few weeks, James, as you know. Um, but we like to say a few things, not, not teasers, but we like to say a few things that, have been said and things like that. And this brings it to this. I don't know if you remember on the interview, James, but on the interview with Tommy Spur, I can't remember exactly what it were, but we were talking about something. And it were Tommy Spur talking about Stuart Gray and old managers and things like that. And they were talking about, oh yeah, anyway, but when Thompson were in charge, blah, blah, and you were talking about Thompson, you know Thompson who's just took who's playing for yeah, yeah, who yeah. was a manager a few months back. And it sort of made me realise like this backroom stuff, like it mentioned Tommy Spur mentioned he even back then, he were even here back then then. No one had heard of Thompson until recently. And he's just yeah. been about the club. He's been in the background all this time. And Tommy Spur mentioned him. And you just think, gosh, like, anyway, they're the sort of people you need in backroom. Was, with Samedo we spoke to, 99.999 million percent of people that replied to us on internet will say, yeah, um, we need that at club at minute. We need that at club. We do, but that's what we need. So with people like Moore, if next season, whether Chancevi stays, which he will, or goes or whatever, if you're the chairman or if you're Moore or whatever, you're literally saying, right, can I get this guy in background staff? Can I get that guy? Can I get just just get something implemented, some structure where from the youth all the way up to the top, you've got people where you come into a club. I know for a fact if I'm a player wanting to go to a club now and I don't know who to choose, and you've got someone like a manager like Moore telling you once you're there, that's enough for me. But as well as that, in the background, like Samedo said, when you're a sub, he said the subs were happy. The main thing is when the subs are happy. So you've got subs on bench that are happy and Samedo's there, backroom back staff, keeping everyone happy or whatever. Just an example. But on the bench now, when you've got people like Kachunga and, and Izzy Brown and you've got Shaw who's leaving, do you know what I mean? Like what sort of, Think about that really, James. Think about that. You've got Shaw on bench who comes on. You've got Izzy Brown who comes on. Kachunga who comes on. That are all sat there on the phones, tweeting this, that, whatever. Whereas before that promotion season, what's Samedo run about? You've got players like Ryan Lowe, all this forever that come on, that can't wait to go on and bag a goal in, that run kissing the badge, that are tweeting about Wednesday. That's what we need. Now we need some structure. We need somebody in that cares and we need a bench that is happy. You can follow us on our social media. Just search for at WTIDpod on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and make sure you get involved. Thomas Burr said, didn't he? We asked him about like what you know what happened when we got relegated, like what you know, what contributed to it. And he said they had so many lone players that just didn't care. Yeah. And yeah. and you, you can't I mean, if you were a player, you play for whoever it had, you know, Man City, Chelsea, whoever it is you play for, and then you get put on loan to a, a struggling championship side, you're not, it, even as, you know, as much as you might want to show that you care, you, you know, you probably do care, you're not going to care as much as someone that's played yep. like Barry Bannon, 200 odd games for Sheffield Wednesday, or a, t- a player that's never had a relegation on the, on the CV or whatever, because they know, end of yep. season, they're back to where they're going. And then if they are at a top club like Izzy Brown is, he ain't going to get in, you know, Tuchel's side. He's just going to get farmed out to another, another team. Yeah, well, like what you just said there, going back on, reiterating what you just said, the perfect way of putting it is this. So when we, when we spoke to Spur, like we said, last time we'll talk about that, but when we spoke to Spur, what he was saying is, we knew we were never going to go up, but we were happy to stay up and wherever. And, the joy is then, we're, never, we're not getting promotion, we're beating United and away and at home and just double that and whatever. It was just a nice feeling at club. But we showed we showed him a video about an ex-player and we said, who was that? He was like, don't know. Like when, when you look in future now, you look now, same four years' time, you ask a quiz question, who was this player that Wednesday, did it? 
who's going to remember for Pinizzi Brown? Who's going to remember this? Who's going to remember that? No one. Like this is what this is what you were saying. Yeah, we can't help that we've got these players on loan or whatever. But who's come on loan and made an impact? Like who's on loan now, James? That's made an impact. No one. And not only that, okay. you, you imagine now. Imagine this now. When you look at his Instagram, Izzy Brown's Instagram, it's Happy Birthday, brother. I've told you today, Happy Birthday, brother, to someone, right? And then yesterday it was, oh, Happy Birthday, brother, to this other kid, and congratulations on this to another to another person, right? And these players. One of them played for Chelsea, one played for West Ham, one played for Bolton, one played for Tottenham, one played for flipping Ajax. They, they, because he's been alone, he's been that much everywhere, whatever. He just knows that many people and players from different clubs because to him, he's just going on loan everywhere, wherever. He's not settling nowhere. There's no like concentrating on this and that. He knows he's going back. But what influence is he going to have? We need to just get somebody that's going to just get rid of Deadwood or whatever, stuff all these loan players. If we do need loan players, get someone in that you're going to say, right, if you come alone for a start, nothing matters on social media but this, this team. Like just, I don't know, it's hard to explain it. The simple fact of, like Tommy Spurs said, that season we had loads of, he said, we had that many players on loan because we couldn't afford that wage bill and this and that. We had that many players on loan, I can't remember this and that, whatever, he just had them players that he knew and that were it. And that just moves on to end of this season now. You've got players that care, you've got players that aren't, and that's that simple as that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't think, you know, using loan market, it's there for a reason. You know, you know when, when, finances are tight and, and I think when you look back we have had some decent players that have come on loan but but when when we are in this situation like like we are now you know we, we need players that like you keep banging on about it you need players with passion you need players with fight and determination and want this football club to succeed and stuff and and you know, I know I keep saying it, if when we, we go down I think that's what we need to build our squad around is players that that want to play for this this football club and any like you said any deadwood get rid of them and it just leads me on to this next question that we've had that we've had in from daryl cole um he just said uh, anyone else looking forward to a wholesale clear out a uh, new squad a new identity uh, it all kind of feels like being in a job that you hate currently um and i, and I think it's it's true i think we we do want to get rid of the vast majority of the the, the squad that we've got they've all some of the people, some of those players have been there a few years. They've not seen any any sort of success or anything like that. Let's move them on. They're not good enough. Um, all right, you can say that chopping down a level, you know, they, they might be good enough for league, for league one. But for me, I'd rather not take that chance of of thinking, oh, are they going to be good enough or not? I'd just get rid of them, bring some players in that that more wants to bring in that fits his kind of style of play. That you know, passing it. I mean, I don't really. It scares me when we pass it out from back, but I do think of it of it weeks that we've been trying it, it has been a little bit better. Oh, hopefully over the summer of you know doing that in training, we're going to get a lot better at it and bringing some of these players in. I, you know, I won't I won't discount you know bringing a lot of Doncaster Rovers players in. Obviously, it all depends on what they do uh, at the end of the season. But you know, it wouldn't surprise me if some of their players ended up at Wednesday. It would mean not only that, James. Like as before, we're in League One. Players will want to come to Wednesday, even if they're at a lower league championship team. Because me, me personally, I'd want to, I'd want to go to a club at top of League One that were massive, that were playing at top of League One every week, and you're winning, you've got more chance of scoring as a striker or whatever than than being a, a getting stick at a lower league club in championship, or whatever. But it's just you're right in that way where set that Wednesday stay up, they're not going to do it. Set that they did, set that Wednesday stayed up now, nah, and a few players went, a few players left or whatever. There's still that negative feeling around club. There's still not something that. Makes you want to be like, yeah, I want to go to Wednesday. They we need like a reset, don't we, really? But yeah, this is the thing. So I'm saying, you know, from League One, I just think, imagine this, right? We stay up. You get rid of some players, you don't get rid of some, whatever. Then you've got to make signings, then this, then that, and whatever. But you go back 
you know, if you go up, when you come back up to the championship, which year, two years, whatever it is, right? To come up, it's one of them things where, as a player, it's a massive club. They've just come up to league to championship from League One. It's appealing. You want to go to them. They've just come up from League One. It could be like this. It could be like that. We could go up again or whatever. It's just, it's like a fresh feeling. Like, yeah, you've just seen us in League One playoffs. You've just seen us go up automatically. You've just seen all them fans proper buzzing and cheering like against Wickham or whatever. Or we've just stayed up in championship. It's coronavirus. There's no fans there. It's just negative all over internet or whatever. What makes you want to go? Do you know what I mean? Like them days when you were all happy. We all remember that. Even if we were League One. So, you know what? If we do go down, which is 90% sure to me at minute, if we do go down, it's exciting to think, right, if we do offload everyone and we start again, it's exciting to think, let's go to these away games. Let's get behind them. Let's record these podcasts and talk about going up and just get a good feeling going again at club because at minute there's nothing good at all. The only worry I've got, I mean, it's just, you know, the, the Wednesday way in it, like, is that we, we end up being like a, a Sunderland, you know, a team that's that's struggling to get out of League One. I really hope that we, that we if we if when we do go down, that we can bounce back up. I think what we, 2010, when we went down last time and what well, we were only down there for two seasons, if we can replicate that, then I'll be I'll be more than happy. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm looking forward to, to us getting rid of the crap and uh, and seeing what what side's going to start you know start next season. I, it's it's weird in that we're at bottom of the league, and I'm actually like, I just want the season to finish. And I'm just I just want next season to start, and and, and I'm I'm quite positive about what's going to happen. Like, like what's going to happen? Like you know, I think you know, I, I see it now. End of season. Fingers crossed, it's going to be right. He's been released. The release list is going to be as long as you as long as your arm. But you know, like when you when you see him, it'll be it'll be like every week we've signed this midfielder, we've signed this striker, we've signed this defender. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, all, and everyone will be absolutely buzzing pre-season. Everyone will be, you know, everyone will be like, can't wait to to watch and play Morecambe or I don't know Sheffield FC or whoever it is, just to see these new players that we that we brought in. Yeah, and I agree. And I think what it is like again, it's it's weird. It's weird saying it, but I think the sooner we're announced down and we know we can't stay up and we can focus on. League One or whatever, the better because we're planning for next season and we've got this clear out or whatever. And you know, we, promotion season we're going to be pushing. So no matter what, James, if it's a year, yeah, you're scared about like doing a Sunderland or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Like no matter what, we will be back at some point. We will be. So in the meantime, we're going to be challenging or whatever. So when you're on about these players, it is exciting because you're thinking we're signing. Then it's a player in Championship who, who should have signed for somebody at bottom of the Championship team, but he didn't. He chose Wednesday because well, it's big club. You know what I mean? And then yeah. so that's what you're looking at, and you build a team around players that are too good for League One, but. Uh, not good enough for championship sort of thing. And then you get all these new players in these new faces, like when we had all these Clinton Morrisons and I don't know, Neil Mellers, and then you had your Bedeen came in or whatever. And you just like you have all these players that come in that you, it's just exciting. We just want something exciting. Make loads of signings. It don't matter who it is. If you make loads of signings, it, it don't matter what his name is or who he's played for, it's just exciting. Yeah, I mean what one thing is that we kind of forget about as well that like this season is like Dominic Iofa. I think he's still Going to be a Wednesday play next season. I think his deal runs out end of end of next year. I mean, what's he if if he does stay? He's probably someone that might might move on. But if he does stay, what what's he going to do in league in League One? I think he no, I think he'll be uh, quality. I mean, one one thing I want to ask as well. <clears throat> just moving moving on. Um, Barry Bannon. Now I know he's signed a new contract, and everyone's like, oh, he's definitely he's definitely staying. But do you think if we go down, do you think Barry Bannon will be playing League One football next season? Right, so I'll answer that question. Do I think if we're, if we're playing like how? So, so do I think if we're playing where if he gets an offer from 
Brentford at top at Championship and they offer him double money and Wednesday want to get money for him. Wednesday want to get money from him and say you're going. Do I think he'll be a no? Obviously, but he, I, I can't explain enough how much. I, it's it's weird saying you know for a fact when you don't know for a fact, but I I just I just I just do know for a fact he what he wants to be. Uh, you see these interviews, whoever. I want to get, I want to take that club back up. When I come here, that's what I wanted to do. His daughter, like I said, she goes to school here, whatever. You look, has he ever put an Instagram story about anything else but Wednesday or Dian? He's, he's passionate, whatever. Barry Bannon will love playing for Wednesday in League One when there's no pressure on him and he's going to be best player and everyone's going to be happy. I don't think there's a one percent chance Bannon is leaving unless he's forced out. And James, the thing we've made, the thing that me and you have realised the most these last few weeks, speaking to Tommy Spur, even the fact when I rung Tommy Spur up, he said. I said, is there anything I can or can't ask or say? And he went, no, I've got no ties to no one anymore. And then he, he started talking about everything in past on Wednesday, which they couldn't say now. There's so many things that go off which no one knows about until yeah. the players have gone, which right now, right, Bannon, it could go to Brentford or it could go to someone in championship. And that that could be because he's been told he has to go or he's going to be told that he's not, not getting paid. And if he does be told that, then he's not going to get his wages. There's so much goes off what we don't know. And then fans will say, well, I told you he'd go, he wants to go, but he did it for money and all this. No matter what, he signed a new deal at Wednesday, he's told other clubs he wants to stay here. That's the first stage. Second stage, if we go down, he's still a Wednesday player. If somebody wants to come in for him, yeah, they're going to be paying money for him, whatever. But when they do offer that money, whatever they do, he's got to move out, move City, move schools his daughter, whatever. It's only if he's going to be forced out or if it's right for him. So we don't know what goes off behind the scenes. We never will know what goes off behind the scenes, but we, I know he wants to be here, simple. Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, Obviously, recently been on Sky, and everyone's been talking about Barry Bannon this, Barry Bannon that. You know, it's be, you know best player. You know, there were a few Watford fans saying that you know we'd, we'd gladly gladly have him uh, next season and things like that. I just think that there's going to be some offers on the table. Uh, I don't know how much. I'm always a bit crap with that. You know, in terms of how much a, a you know player's worth. But when there's that carrot dangling in front of Chancery's face, now I know he's not been a selling player in the in the uh, selling man, uh, chairman in the past, but I think if if some bids yeah. do come in for him. I think you know he's been quite clever. If if that is if that is his motive, that if we do go down, we yeah, do let I him agree. go. I think that's quite clever that we've tied him into a contract, um, and then we can get you know because he's probably one of the only few players that are actually worth any any sort of value. You know, I don't think any other players would get anything for him. Really, he might get something for reach, yeah. um, but other but you know, other than that, there's you know they're, they're not worth a penny really. Um, you know, nobody, I can't see players queuing up to be you know to to sign. You know, Liam Palmer or Julian Burner as good as you know as good as they have been. So for for me, I just I, I don't know. I've just got that funny feeling when he signed. I thought yes, Barry Bannon, let's build a team around him. But now I'm just thinking to myself like, if if you if you're a footballer, like we spoke to some people now, and I know we spoke to Pressman, and Pressman played for you know Sheffield Wednesday for God knows how long it were, thirteen years or whatever. You don't see that anymore. You don't see players. Playing for a team yep. that long. I mean, I've been looking at other other, other players and like, Jesus, how many, how many clubs have they played for throughout their career? And that's like the norm. So I don't, I don't know. I, just, I know you talk about like, you know, they want to stay uh, in this area and stuff like that. It could go to Barnsley. Do you know what I mean? Barnsley, Barnsley might pay him a, a decent wage and he might go, actually, yeah, I'll go, I'll go to them. They might be in Premier League for, a, you know, and he might st- he can stay where he lives now. He doesn't have to move house and stuff. I, I don't know. I just think that I've got a funny feeling that if we do go down, he might, it, 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 not from it, not from him wanting to. I just think he might yeah. get sold. So I think the, the few ways of looking at that is if you if we go down and the, what's the at his age, what's somebody going to offer for him? Like if money wise, you're talking a few million, like max. You're, you're talking ten million if you're a young player and all this. So 
then you're thinking if it's wages and all that or whatever, you want to buy offloading these players on all these wages and stuff. Barry Bannon, let's just do a, a quick example. So that he's, he's on three times more than another sentiment that we could get if we got rid of him. It's the fact of why risk just to pay what he wants. Why is it already he's already signed a new deal? Why risk getting somebody in when we've got Barry Bannon, who's one of the best players in championship? We all know that. When you've got him in League One, yeah, we might not we might do Sunderland and this and that, whatever, but we've got him for two years in League One, even if we're there for two years, and he is going to be immense. Like even if even if we've got a shit team and he doesn't is whatever. You've got you've got Barry Bannon in midfield. So we you think about it this way. When we go down, if when we've got Barry Bannon centre mid for Sheffield Wednesday in League One, right? If imagine being in League One and saying, let's sign Barry Bannon. So I don't know. Let's look at Sunderland. Let's try and sign Barry Bannon in League One. It's never gonna happen. Let's look at championship. Let's sign Bannon. And he's is it Wednesday signed a deal. We're never ever gonna get a player like him on Wednesday. Never no. never in a million years. It's a championship slash low league, Premier League player, whatever. So we've got him already. So while we've got him, do everything you bloody can to keep him. End of chat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hope we do. It's just you know, you just have that funny feeling. I just I just I just think that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen. Before we wrap up anyway, just, just a few things to mention. First thing, uh Spoke to a guy called Max on Facebook. Thanks to everybody that's had a work raffle. Uh, the guy that won my Adam shirt, his shirt, who I've messaged, and uh, congratulations to him. But yeah, somebody like called Max. Uh, I spoke to his mum, well, both his mums actually earlier today. He's got cerebral palsy, and I saw an interview that he did. I, I clicked on his profile on Facebook, and I saw an interview that he did with uh, Patterson and Lee's. And he would just he just looked like the nicest young man ever. And he's and he's just a Wednesday fan, he's passionate and he has staff questions like what size feet you and all this. And that when you look at somebody like Max, who he's not had the most amazing life ever, and he's just so happy and he's happy to talk to the players, happy to do a, a virtual mascot on Zoom and all this and whatever. And you look at all this going off and you think about what's going off, he, he puts life into perspective so anyway max a big shout out to you because you're absolutely amazing pal so that's first thing first and then secondly uh there's one of my other mates josh he's a regular listener he's his band's into the red and they're a quality band they started they started an appeal and why i want to mention it is because they started an appeal to raise money for that mental health charity mind which a lot of football club sponsor and whatever so We've all struggled with it a lot more than others, but they've set up a raffle. So it's a, they've set up like a, a raffle with limit, limited edition merchandise that they've made. So it's, it's along with their little short album, what they've got, that's called Wavelength. So all of the money, 100% of the money is going to going to the charity. The new song at minute is Take Me to the Water on the Moon, which funnily enough, it's literally being sent to the moon by NASA uh, next summer, which is also brilliant. <laughs> anyway, you, can, you can listen to them. It's Into the Red. You can listen to them on Spotify, Apple Music, etc. So just search Into the Red, have a listen to them. The raffle's on social media, so you'll be able to see it on that. Uh, my personal favourite is a letter I'll never send to you, by the way, from their, from their band. But yeah, Magic. it's a quality lad, a quality band. They're all Wednesday fans. They're all loving it, so have a look at them as well. So yeah, thanks to everyone that had a good raffle. Thanks to everyone that's listening again, and we've got a lot more names coming up for you very, very soon. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I mean, I'll give I'll give them a retweet. So if you do want to uh, check them out, then just look, uh, just head to our Twitter page, and you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to see that. So uh, yeah, uh, again, it's uh, it's a goodbye from myself. Goodbye from Jamie. Magic. So uh, yeah, we'll see you all uh, see you all next week, and don't forget this Thursday, John Newsom interview. Don't miss it.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.